and welcome back to the Spice Rec. Today, you have the wonderful joy of hearing me review Still Beating by Jennifer Hartman. Disclaimers. One, if you haven't read this book yet and you would like to read this book, hit pause, come back after you've read it because we will be discussing spoilers. And two, this episode will also contain explicit content. I'm going to go ahead and read the like intro to the or the content warning from this book so that um, folks who are listening can skip this episode if they would like um, based on the trigger warnings. So trigger warnings for this episode are sexual assault, kidnapping, murder, self-harm, attempted suicide, reference of an early miscarriage slash non-viable pregnancy, and loss of a pet, which was the one trigger warning that made me consider not picking this book up. All the rest? Good to go. Dude, yeah, listen, I've read worse. <laughs> um, So, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get into it, but keep those in mind as you listen. So let's just hop right in. This book is based on... Uh, you know, male, female, main characters. Uh, Cora is the female main character, and the male main character, his name is Dean. I could not stop thinking about Dean Winchester throughout this book. Hello, Supernatural. Jensen, if you're listening, you can't leave your wife for me. You just can't. I had to to say that for her for Ren because she was like oh. Oh. supernatural the way oh. I had no idea what you were talking about and I do appreciate that thank you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so before before I hop into this book actually actually and I like I should have said this earlier um I got this book from a TikTok shop that essentially does blind dates with a book so this book was like wrapped in this really cute like wrapping paper with stickers on it and it had an explanation of the book and I didn't know which book I was going to be getting Um, they sent me little tabs sticky notes and a bunch of really fun stuff so if you would like to do that their username on TikTok is the acronym for blind date with a book so it's at bdwab it looks like they only have a TikTok shop And, like, when you buy this, you think this is a lot for just a book, but it comes with so much other stuff. It's worth the money that you're paying. So, anyway, um, one of the things that was on the front cover of this book was Sister's Fiance. So, I'm thinking, what exactly do you mean by that? What's going on here? Are we talking you're going to steal your sister's fiance from her? Because if so, I'm kind of, I was like going into this, I was like a little off the rails here. I mean, I'll read it, but we're, we're getting into some dangerous territory. Immediately going in thinking, I probably am not going to like this. Right. Like I was rooting for their downfall from the start. Yeah. But I right, will say because this. There's so many people. There's so many. All people. the people in the world. Yeah. Like we'll get into some of it. And like, I think the author thought that these reasons were enough. But I digress. 
yeah. I, I did read another book by this author called Lotus in 2023. And I rated that book five stars. I thought that book was great. I really liked it. Um, it was like best friend's brother situation. So that's so much better than sister's fiance. Yeah. But I knew that I really liked this author's book. So I, I was willing to like give it a chance. Okay. So uh, Cora is the female main character. Dean is the male main character. And Mandy is Cora's sister who the Dean is engaged to. The hoe. Wait. Mandy's not the hoe. Wait. Who's the Cora's hoe? Cora's the hoe. Oh, Cora's the hoe. Okay. Because she's the... Mm-hmm. So starting out, um, Cora hates Dean because he picks on her and he bullies her. Okay. And How old are they? that's a great question i want to say in their late 20s possibly early 30s then nobody can bully you well mandy and dean have been together (laughs) for uh 15 years like since they were teenagers so they're it's definitely like late 20s early 30s um but this is the first quote that i underlined which talks which speaks to this uh dean says You can't tell me you don't enjoy our pranks and our banter and all the dumb shit we do to each other. Cora, my reply is quick. I don't. Dean says, you're lying. So, like, Delulu is the Salulu, right? Like, no, you're you're just fucking lying. And that kind of continues throughout the book of this, like, Cora kind of always just went along with the bullying and was also mean to Dean because he was mean to her and it was like a defense mechanism and they like played these little pranks on each other all throughout Dean and Mandy's relationship but Cora never really liked it and Dean always thought that she liked it so he kept doing it and he was like it's our thing okay so there's a lack of communication and an immaturity Mm. understood Mm. okay But to be fair, if they've known each other since they were like 15, the lack of communication could just be, and I'm not playing, I'm playing devil's advocate. You're so familiar with somebody that you just are like, okay, okay. Like, you don't like it. The phone here. Um, Also, we've all been friends for a really long time. And just recently, we've gotten to the point where, like, if I say something, perfect example Sometimes I say stuff that would have been fine, but the longer before, like two years ago, but the longer we're associated with each other and the longer we spend time with each other, the more comfortable we are to say, hey, you know that thing? I don't like it. Yeah, but you're talking about female to female dynamic. We're talking about male to female dynamic. And if you've had guy friends, which I have to say predominantly have my whole life. That sounds very typically guy. Not to say it's correct or incorrect. I'm saying like that's a. I know, but I'm saying she should have been the one to be like, I don't like this. Yeah, put your foot down, girl. But again, again, if you're in your in your late mid to late twenties, you can't. Or like you're telling she never told. You're telling me she never told her sister. Like, hey, I really don't like what Dean does. Or like, ew, Dean's so annoying. And Mandy wasn't like just telling that. Yeah, you know. So I digress. Yeah, we here's the here's the craziest part. We're like 30 pages in. Okay, they're at Mandy's 30th birthday party, which I think, okay, that gives some context. Um, They're at Mandy's 30th birthday party. 
they like the whole Cora stays after the party gets a little shwasted at this like local bar everyone's gone already she calls Dean because she's like I need a ride my parents won't come pick me up because it's 2 a.m. Mandy always puts her phone on silent in the middle of the night when she's sleeping which uh yeah can relate don't (laughs) fucking call me after 9 p.m. wow and (laughs) My, yeah. Not not because I don't want to help, but because my phone simply will not ring. Right. So um, she she calls Dean because she's like, he's pretty close. I hate his guts, but he's probably the only person that'll pick up the phone right now. Dean comes to pick her up. While he's on his way, this creepy guy outside of the bar is like trying to chat her up and is like just being weird. And when Dean gets there, he asks, is this your girlfriend? And Dean's like, hell no. And grabs Cora. They leave. Well, after they leave in their car, this other car starts following them. And like, I I think they flip on lights and it looks like an undercover cop. But I digress. They pull over for this other car. And then all of a sudden, the guy from the bar breaks the car window, right? The the passenger car window. So Cora is like, mm-hmm. he, and he like reaches in and starts choking her. And then Dean is like trying to fight him off and somehow isn't able to do it. And Cora's just like, drive, like press the gas. I will be fine. And Dean's like, no, I have to like help you. So then Cora... He or the guy pulls a gun out, like whacks Dean in the head with it, knocks Dean out, and then you know, knocks Cora out too. They wake up in a basement. What the hell is this? <laughs> Listen, it only gets weirder from here. Okay. <laughs> They're both oh, chained to like pipes on either side of the basement, like not chained, handcuffed to pipes on either side of the basement. Like, this is the really hard part of the book, right? Because it's like, why, why do we need it? Why? Why did why? we have to go down this route to get here? And the author kind of talks about this in the content warning piece of like, you know, I needed to, what does she say? While these subject matters were necessary in telling the story I needed to tell, I realized they may be triggering for some readers. I just don't believe you. Like, I don't think, in my mind, this book with this plot line did not need to be written. But, you know, like, we could have gotten there other ways. Here's the part that, like, makes me think we didn't need to write this. Earl comes downstairs. Earl's who? Oh, sorry. Earl is the guy who kidnapped them. Okay. 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 Of course, um, Earl is the guy. Yeah, right. Which name. is what I thought. Like, what the fuck? Come on. Could have been Bob. Right. Could have been literally Dexter. Like, could have been. Or Kyle. Just give him a normal name. Give him a Stephen name. I mean, I don't know. Like, Steve. yeah. Well, okay. So Earl is like this, like super <laughs> country bumpkin, like kind of tubby. Oh, like, no. like Earl fits this guy, right? Okay. Earl comes downstairs and sexually assaults Cora. Right in front of Dean. Okay. Oh, no. 
And he like calls her his little kitten and like really weird stuff. Okay. Wait, so it's all written out or implied? It's written out. Like we're <gasps> we're in Cora's POV and we're like experiencing oh, so this, this. Is not, this is a true um, trigger. Like, I will say something that the author did that wasn't like we're walking through it in gruesome detail. It was more like she tried to go to like her happy place in her mind. So a lot of the POV is like this really awful thing is happening to me, but I'm going to go to my happy place and block it out. So like this awful thing is happening, but she's trying to get through it. One thing that um, she or that happens is that Dean, this is so strange. Dean like tries to comfort Cora but he's like kind of being a butthead so um anyway she like kind of blacks it out and you know the next day comes around I wrote in my notes after this like how could they possibly become lovers but on the front of the like book from the little blind date with a book thing, it did say trauma bonding. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is the trope that we're going with, right? Like yeah. we're trauma bonding. Fine. Then it gets even more weird. Okay. Earl returns downstairs daily and sexually assaults Cora. Okay. Um, in between those times, Cora and Dean are like kind of chit-chatting about how they're buttheads to each other. There's one night where Cora gets sad and asks Dean, this is the stupidest thing. She asks Dean to sing to her because he's a good singer. And so he sings Hey Jude by the Beatles. And she is lulled to sleep. When I tell you, I could never fall asleep to Hey Jude by the Beatles. That's probably my least favorite. And I love the Beatles. I'm a Beatles stan, okay? That's my least favorite um, Beatles song. So I digress. It was super weird. It was super weird, okay? Um, I, I literally... Okay, so just... Okay, don't <laughs> know pausa. <laughs> yeah, pausa. Um, in my head, I don't know one how this is gonna be a romance. Mm -hmm. If we're staying in this basement the whole time, how long are mm -hmm. they in this basement? We're on page fifty-two, so we have so, a lot. We have a lot of been ways like to go. Daily it's been a couple of days, like probably four or five days so far. Okay, and she. Okay. Okay. Um I I guess in my mind it's like if there's repeated assault daily, I'm not gonna be going about business as usual when it's not happening. You know, right, like, right. I'm gonna be, I'm like gonna be retreating into myself more and more. Like I mm -hmm. will it it progressively gets worse. So because it's not just the sexual assault, it's the right. humiliation as well of it being done in front right. of Which else. like she's also like kind of retreating more into herself in that way. Um but I did find it a little weird that it was like a budding romance. 
Yeah, like this chit chatty, like, I know you like it when I make fun of you. It's like, I don't. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, like I said, it only gets weirder from here. Oh. Earl comes downstairs and he unlocks Dean's handcuffs. Oh, no. Okay. Dean is out of his handcuffs. Earl holds a gun to this man's head and is like, fuck her. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, so no. Cora's like, well, shit. And, you know, they don't really have much of an option. I don't know. Like, I found it strange that she's talking about how, like, big and strong Dean is. But he doesn't know how to get a gun out of somebody's hand. He won't even fight back. Mm. Mm. So He's not even going to try. Right. It's awful. Like, reading this scene, they really get into it. They really, like, describe it. Here's the thing, though. Dean is like, close your eyes and zone out. The only thing I want you to feel is my thumb massaging your wrist. So behind her back, he's got his like thumb on the inside of her wrist and he's like rubbing it. So that's what she like focuses on to get out of this mental space. But here's the thing. They start kissing. And they start tongue kissing. In the middle of this, okay. Like, Earl's in the corner getting his rocks off, but we didn't need to add that in. That's not something that needed to happen for no. him to feel satisfied, okay? Yeah. So she's like, I feel his tongue poke through, seeking entry, and I oblige. And then she says, this was a really strange sentence. My tongue is his veil, his black cloak, but it's also his fuel. Before I know it, his hand has trailed down my cheek, gliding along my waist until he's gently parting my legs. I feel the tip of him settle at my entrance and everything becomes feel. I make a sound I can't even describe. A mule, maybe. <laughs> and so she's kind of into it. Okay. But... this is like a note that I made like I understand trauma like I I understand that there's situations where like this is all a lot to deal with and we're going through some trauma and some things happen with our bodies that we can't control right right how did he even get hard in the first place that's what I was thinking how is this I have a gun held to my head Having sex with somebody that I don't, I've never liked in that way, allegedly. Like, how, how? You're a, cat, a kidnapped. And you remain hard and get to completion, by the way. This yeah. comes. No, I'm kidnapped in a basement and I don't mm. remember that while I'm having sex and go soft and pretend to have come. No, come on. Come on, guys. Yeah. So, anyway, that was upsetting. 
and then okay so we keep going we're at about 16 days that they've been underground earl brings them upstairs every day to go to the bathroom and eat like a real quick meal and then he brings them back downstairs the whole time he like has the gun to their head or whatever um every day he forces this on them so he is no longer doing it he's getting them right to do it. right i've had sex with dean asher four times and it's not rape i will never call it rape every time he waits for my consent every time he is willing to die in that moment if i choose to say no like i don't think that's true yeah yeah <clears throat> a little um, distasteful yeah uh, like i don't want to say because i don't know the author personally i don't want to say that they have never experienced this and wouldn't be able to speak from that place but that's kind of what i'm saying because if they haven't experienced this how would you be able to say that yeah in a book and like kind of normalize that point of view yeah i don't know so that that I don't know. That was weird to me. Um, so one day they they're they like make a plan to escape. Um, at, there's like a pin on the ground that they find that Dean is able to use to unlock his handcuffs. How does this? How does it happen? It's Cora that whose handcuffs are undone, and Dean's aren't so cora goes upstairs and is like i'm i'm gonna leave because she can't get dean out she's like i'm gonna leave go get the cops and then bring them back here's the thing it just so happens to be thanksgiving and earl is home from work because like they know when he goes to work and they had like planned all of this out He's home from work for Thanksgiving. So he's like, wow, you stupid bitch. And like throws her downstairs, locks her back up, whatever. Then there's this one time where Dean and Cora are doing their thing, the thing that they do every day. And Dean gets the gall and the nerve to start rubbing her clit excuse mm. me don't do that <laughs> no this isn't a fun time right like i didn't come here to come just get it over with i don't right. even want to be here right yeah. right right so he starts touching her clit and then she comes is the author trying to like make it okay and make it to where it's starting to turn more into like this, you know, like less traumatic and more of like we actually are enjoying our time together type of thing? Yes. And I think she's also trying to make Dean less of a bad guy mm -hmm. because he cares about the girl that he's having sex with coming. Mm -hmm. Shut up. By Shut up, life. dude. Okay. And like, listen, I told you guys, I I like this author's other book. Like, 
I'm not a hater. A lot of the time, I'm simply a hater. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, after... It's so, it's so weird. After Cora comes, suddenly, like, Dean is like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I... I can't... I can't fathom staying another day in this basement. And so, finally... He beats the shit out of Earl. Beats How long did Earl it take him to, to do death? This, oh my this God. is, I think it was like 20, 20 something days. Oh my God. Right. Oh my God. The way right. I would be what? so mad. I'd be so mad. You couldn't have done this sooner. Sooner? Right. Like you could not have saved us mm-hmm. sooner. There were like little pieces of it that like it felt like the author was trying to say this couldn't have happened sooner because Dean got so upset because she actually came. And it's like, wait, he got upset that she, what? No, no. He got upset because she came and he was like, you're a monster. And like, I think in his mind, he was like, "Mm, she actually likes me. I would like to get out of this basement now. So he's upset with her that she, no, no, no. What am I being? What am I confused? He about right came now? and he realized that she kind of maybe likes him too, and so then it was like a crime of passion. At this point, oh, oh fuck Jesus you, Christ, dude! Literally, <laughs> like, like, like if, and honestly, and there wasn't I... anything that was like this happened which meant that we were able to escape and we wouldn't have been able to escape before this day you know like it was simply that he wasn't sure that she liked him back i digress (sighs) they're free okay all right okay they're free Mm -hmm. they find out that earl has actually killed like multiple other people in this same way He gets two people that he knows are not currently together, puts them in the basement, forces them to have sex, and then, like, once they start to fall for each other, he kills them. So he's the serial killer that everyone's calling the matchmaker. First of all... this many people... This many... That's what I'm saying. (laughs) This many people are having sex... One, getting hard. Two, having sex... Three, getting falling to completion and well, falling okay. in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What? Th- so this is, in this author's mind, this happens and can happen and does happen frequently. Enough. Dude, if you put me downstairs with a man that I don't, well, no, I can't say that it wouldn't happen to me, but like, <laughs> oh, y'all know me, <laughs> like a man looks at me the wrong way and I'm like, does he have a mustache? <laughs> Are you oh. into me? <laughs> Because I'm into you. Like, I could convince myself that any medium ugly man is hot if he's into me enough. But I digress. Mm. That's Mm. a me problem. I don't think, you know, 10 out of 10 Americans struggle (laughs) with this. There's no way that everyone he caught. There's no way he had like a 100% success rate. No. (laughs) Mm. This is an e-harmony. Okay. Which <laughs> this isn't him. Listen, this dude's selling something. Like if he if he does have a hundred percent success rate, we're kind of on to something. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, monetize. yeah, they get out. 
they're definitely trauma bonded okay so like i think dean feels connected to cora out of guilt and i think cora feels connected to dean out of like necessity maybe like she feels like he's the person that kept her safe down there so she needs to be around him to remain safe and so dean says this she she's like telling him you know you're still engaged to mandy which they get back and he's still with mandy her family loves Dean. He grew up around them. His parents weren't like around or very helpful. So he was at their house a lot. Um, and he says, she's kind of like, you need to go be with my sister and like, leave me alone. And Dean says, you can lie to yourself all you want, but I was there. I know you felt it. And I'm not saying I understand it or can explain it or know what the fuck to do about it. But it was something. Toxicity. Mm-hmm. Really. The way he continues to say. The way you feel isn't correct. Isn't correct. And um, I know how you really feel. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, mm-hmm. bud. Fuck Gas you all the way to hell. 101, dude. Right. Dude, the way I would be like, let me show you how I do not, in fact, need you. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like. Don't ever talk to me again. Set. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) I'm actually all set. So they like that happens at some point in these next like however many pages, but it's not necessarily specific. It kind of is just a generalized like this is the kind of interactions that they continue to have with each other. Uh. Dean goes over with Mandy to their parents' house for, like, a dinner or something. Cora's there. Nobody told them that Cora was going to be there. Mandy and Dean have kind of been avoiding each other. Uh, Mandy and Dean have kind of been avoiding her. Excuse me. Mandy and Dean are still together. Dean and Cora, neither of them have told their parents or Mandy that they had sex down there. They just said that Earl assaulted Cora and that they were forced to do some like weird stuff but they never like admit or they haven't admitted yet let me rephrase apparently Cora at some point in that basement became pregnant I knew it I knew it and then she lost the baby Okay, pretty early in the pregnancy so she's like traumatized about that she she like somebody blurts it out when they're at dinner with Mandy and Dean and Dean's like, what are you telling me? I potentially had a baby. Stop making this about you. This is so not about you, Dean. Oh, the last thing that this is about actually is you. Right. Being a father in this weird ass way. Right. Like right. you're really upset. I would have been relieved for whoever I was. Right. Find another way to be a dad. Thank you. Mm hmm. Listen, and babies are a blessing. Don't get me wrong. Anyway, a hundred. Okay. If if yeah. something has happened to you, listening, and you've kept a baby, and you feel like that is a hundred. Oh no, definitely. Like like I'm a, not a gift. Hater. Yeah, we're not hating on that at all. But what what what? 
what no right specifically talking about dean right i don't know that uh, like to me i don't know that anyone could come to the conclusion that us saying dean needs to get over himself Mm, right equals we hate the baby we don't hate the baby we hate dean listen right yeah thank you this is not about the baby it's about dean exactly it's about which is exactly what dean wants (laughs) for it to be about him oh yeah (laughs) the hubris the absolute hubris of this man so dean gets and then they like you know whatever move on um we get to quizmas and dean gets cora a locket for quizmas and it's like a little heart shape oh it's what okay Mm. listen go with the square go with the triangle don't go with uh, the heart shape yeah don't a per like don't anything a heart shape I mean, sometimes, okay, I've gotten heart necklaces that I love, but they're in the vein of, like, motherhood, not, like... You're never going to give me a heart necklace and me like it. I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, now I'm Except, just going to get you one on purpose same. and be like, mm-hmm, you're going to hurt my feelings mm-hmm. if you don't wear it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of heart shape or star shape. Yes. Both of those. No, star yeah, shape. I'm in, like, stars I'm in my 30s. Are not 12. Infinity okay. symbol? <gasps> no. no. Miss no, no, me no. with that. I almost no, got no, a tattoo no. with the infinity symbol and then realized, no. no. Mistake may have no. been made. We may have been close one. call. <laughs> yeah, I dodged a bullet with that no, one. No, I like I like the pear shape, right? Like, or yeah. a teardrop. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, emerald, mm-hmm. mm. but not hard. Sorry. Go out for Mr. Man. Oh, listen. If this man wants to listen to, listen to this and like actually give me something like that. It's fine. Subliminal message. Yeah. I'm not saying I want one like that, but I kind of am saying it. You want to buy me a heart necklace so bad? <laughs> Ugh, gross. Dude, we're all going to check our like mail one day and we're going to get $5 Amazon heart necklaces in the mail. Yeah. Um, we'll have all sent it to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Or some. Uh, you know, that would be a cute like little charm bracelet for us, but I digress. Oh my God. Those Pandora heart, like, charm bracelets dude the ones that are like jangly and like the girls on tiktok start talking and they're like get ready with me and they're like bouncing on their face and you can just hear that it's the worst dude take the bracelet off take it off take it off i don't want to hear that put it on early 2000s really almost cannot hear you Mm. almost cannot hear you Mm. over the 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 jingle jangle here's the thing and like i don't want to use the wrong term for this and like make it like unfunny in a way that it's not meant to be but you're um appropriating my culture <laughs> like <laughs> like i feel like people at this point and this is like a total tangent people at this point are recreating 2000s fashion to appropriate 2000s fashion it's Honestly, not even that they it's think it's so cute, bad it's that they want to be a 2000s fashion girly and you're oh. not it's 2024 Find Please. something else. I saw a picture of my friend's 13-year-old daughter, and she's wearing, like, just a T-shirt and flare pants. And no. I was like, where are we? Mm-mm. Where is are we? Is it the we? double layer, though? Mm. Is, it the, is it the tank top underneath? Not yet. The t-shirt? No, it was just, but, no, but it was I see stuff on shirt. TikTok that's like, this is so cute. Huh? Yes. Listen, if, if it was just a T-shirt. But if you start wearing, like, a T-shirt. A and cami a, over the T-shirt? Or mm-hmm. if you just tuck the front end with, like, a belt that has, like, oh. little holes in it. <gasps> like, oh. I am going to lose it, dude. No. I'm going to lose it. 
god or the shirt's chevron pattern oh, oh no. chevron no. checkered anything. pattern chevron today's chevron pattern it really is oh, and listen i love checkered mm. stuff listen you can you can love cringy like chuggy chuggy <laughs> things but you've got to just have some self-awareness Right. Like that. You like, I like bold colors. I like big jewelry that looks gaudy as hell. And you know what? If somebody said, Oh, that's gaudy, I'd be like, Yes. Yeah. I wear big hoops. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're Wait, big. They're too big. big. Hoops are gaudy? To some people. No way. Girl. Some people like delicate things, but not me. not. Okay. So, well, when they're hitting your neck and they have I was your name literally, in it. oh, well. <laughs> oh, I want to get some of those for rent so bad, dude. <laughs> I'd Listen, wear them. But We're, yours not are so sensitive. <laughs> okay. We're not yucking yums, dude. Let's get back to this locket. So the inside okay. of this locket says still beating. Okay. Which is the title of this book. Basically, Dean's way of reminding Cora that she's okay is if your heart's still beating, everything's okay. No, listen. If my heart is beating at 120 beats per minute while I'm in a seated position, everything not is okay. not okay. Nothing not is okay. definitely wrong. So wake up. I need to go to the emergency room. I'm having a panic attack. Yeah. Shut the hell up. Like, he doesn't <laughs> know a goddamn thing. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. If, if you've He's never sh- had a panic attack about lice, you I can't tell me that if my heart's beating, it's okay. Oh, no, you can't. You can't. Real trauma. I'm, I'm thinking about little bugs and I won't stop thinking about them. Spiraling. Don't even say eggs around me because don't. I'm going to lose. Don't it. even say nits. Don't. Don't, <laughs> don't say picking it. can never use that phrase again. No. No. Nitpicking. No. No, because it's a real thing. You don't mm-hmm. know until you have to do it. Because mm-hmm. nitpicking. It's a real nits. thing. Okay. God, I want to throw up. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> So, like, Summer we kind of continue to go down this road of, like, they, they, like, start trauma bonding some more. Um, after a nightmare, Cora calls Dean, and he comes over, and they, like, cuddle so that they can both sleep because they haven't been able to sleep lately. And Mandy, Mandy and Dean don't live together after 15 years of being together because Dean was just never able to commit until they got married. So... If that tells you anything, it tells me everything. Yeah. All, I mean, lot, I know everything actually. I need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what this sounds like? I saw a TikTok. I saw a TikTok of this woman who said that she got married but never sent in the marriage license to get it, like, finalized. I saw that. And then she, because she never thought it was going to work out. <laughs> and that's what that's saying. So they didn't that's have to get a energy. divorce? Yeah, wow. and when they broke up, she was like, "I just told him we don't need a divorce because we were never really married." Talk about the flex of a lifetime. The way dude. I would be traumatized. Oh, on the if that happens to me, that would yeah. be awful. Um, but I have to say, <clears throat> I wish I would have thought of that. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Listen, it's an easy. It's an easy what out. Great, it's an easy out. Think? No community property, no right. like alimony. But I, did, but how, how uh, legally, like you would still they, need I a guess lawyer. they didn't share, I, but I guess they didn't share um, any accounts or anything. Yeah. I mean, like also, it that depends be... too on your state's like common law marriage because you if would you're have together to come to like years, a personal agreement. Yeah. yeah. No, but for him not to know. 
Oh, that's deception. I feel like that's probably no. defrauding someone, and he could maybe sue for that. Yeah, but who's yeah? To I say? mean, maybe who's to say? Uh, so anyway, like I mentioned, no one in the family knows that they had sex, and Dean. Listen, Cora's sweet sister is confused. Okay. She's like, why haven't we had sex? You nothing happened regarding sex to you down there. You really only witnessed it. And I understand that that is traumatic, but it's been like three months or something of the sort. Why aren't we having sex? And Dean's like, I just need some time. So she's just confused. Because I'm still thinking about your sister. Sorry. Right. Right. No like, imagine I would not be being talking her. Yeah. So, Dean, Cora, Mandy, and some other guy that Mandy knows go on a double date. And Cora and Dean get into an argument at this double date in front of everyone. And Dean gets, like kind of defensive of himself and so they like you know get in this argument mandy's upset because she's like dean you and cora like i understand that you guys were down there together but like you're being weird both of you are being really weird right now so mandy's feelings are hurt um and then we literally like the next probably like half of the book is about they're they like have this really strange back and forth toxic relationship it's it's so weird like like i'm having a i'm having a really hard time with like explaining this in a way that like i don't get into every single time but it's very much like they keep going back to each other deciding that they need to not be doing this and then something happens like they have a nightmare and they go back to being with each other so like they start going back to work cora's dog dies and like dean helped her save the dog so they like meet up at the vet's office and they're the only two who love this dog this much so they're the only two who need to be in the back while they euthanize her uh dean breaks up with mandy because he doesn't feel a spark with her like he does with cora and Mm. it took him 15 years and being kidnapped in a basement to realize this this is you know what? I'm going to call somebody out right now on this podcast. This is something that my ex would have done to me. Been oh. like, you know, it only took me two years and some trauma for me to realize this, but we're not meant to be together. Oh, yeah. Pack it up, dude. Pack it up. You've been knowing this. You've been knowing this. And you, you've been lying to me mm-hmm. the whole time? Hours. I'm... I'm I'm on Team Mandy the whole time I'm reading this book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Mm -mm. So he breaks up with Mandy. Cora gets mad at him for breaking up with Mandy. But also, she's afraid of the dark. (laughs) So she needs Dean to come over and make sure that there's nothing in the dark that can hurt her. Shut the hell up. Yeah, now I think we're like, we're just not wanting to get over the trauma. Buck up and be a bad bitch. Is she like, in any? Are they in any kind of like therapy? No, not good therapy. Clearly, because neither one of them can like move on. 
And they also, uh, oh, they are in therapy, but they haven't told their therapists about that part where they had sex. Oh, that you know is- what? Honestly, I thought Earl was going to come down at some point and sexually assault Dean. That's what I thought. Too. In and an like, outlander kind of way. Cora but, also yeah. thinks that, but that does not happen. Hmm. But you know what? Here's the deal. I don't know if you've read Outlander or seen the show, but the whole Randall Jamie situation in the first season, or I think the second, I can't remember, where he gets spoiler alert, spoiler alert, assaulted by Randall, another man. Um, he could still, he still, he managed in like 1700 Scotland, and you're telling me in 2023 or. 2022 where you have therapy available where you have therapy you need a man yeah no no okay now here's the thing though is that like she she's like and i talked about this earlier the trauma bond for her is that he makes her feel safe she says out loud to this man about being in the basement the only time i felt safe was when you were inside of me. Oh, I knew Absolutely it. Not. Pack it up. We're done. We're the done. The way here. I would want nothing no. to do with a man after something like that. <laughs> I wouldn't. Don't even come. Don't even look at me. How about we? You cease to exist. Like, cause I literally want nothing to do. with Disappear. You. Like, I want you to go full Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bye. Like, I wrote in the margins. Like, I I underlined this and I just put girl what with a little smiley face like what what are you (laughs) saying dude what do you mean by that exactly so um this is this is uh when she invites him over because she's scared of the dark and they frickle frackle this is the first time that they frick outside of the basement oh um dean talks about well okay he he eats her out and he's he says, I thrust my tongue over her slick folds. Oh. There it is. There it is. If we didn't already hate it. Dean enough. Hmm. At least he didn't say her sex. Mm. Oh, yet. Damn. <laughs> Could so... he get any less attractive as a character? Right. I don't know. Right. I'm not rooting know. for them. No. Everything no, like their relationship is no. wrong. I'm not Tyra yeah. Banksing this situation. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. So um then they like they they freak like in a bunch of different positions. And like this girl has to have whiplash because he spins her around like to her back, to her front, to her side, like four times. And you know, he puts his hand on her neck, which I find really strange as like a thing that we need to do after I've been sexually assaulted. Well, not only sexually assaulted, she got hit. Like a man like punched. Yeah. She got physically assaulted. Right. And he like choked her out when he first kidnapped them. Right. That's true. Right. Like, the way I could not have sex period after this, but also definitely not with the guy that I was stuck in the basement with. Right. And not and have like, flashbacks and PTSD. Yeah. I mean, they almost like you're putting me in a very like similar situation. 
and I don't want to like tell somebody how to deal with their trauma, but this no. just feels like a very strange way to do it without telling my therapist about it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um sounds very then, like DIY therapy. R- yeah. Right. This mm-hmm. is reminding me of that other cowboy book romance. Yes, yes, that's immediately what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah yes. that cowboy romance where mm-hmm. where we just stay traumatized. Right. For the sake of an audience. Right. That seems nasty. Right. Uh, so they 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 have sex and then Dean is like, I'm a horrible person. Mandy will never forgive me for this. Um and or no, I'm sorry, that was Cora. And Dean thinks one week after breaking off a 15 year commitment to Mandy, I sleep with her sister. And I highlighted this and I wrote, yeah, feel bad, you poo-poo head. <laughs> That's exactly Whoa. what you are, dude. <laughs> the language. What a comeback. Oh, my god, come on. So Cora's like, we can't be together and sends Dean on his way. Then. Wait, after, wait, after the, a sex marathon, she's like, no thanks. Yeah, she's she very much feels guilty about it. Like it was a very heat of the moment situation where like the there was like she was scared of the dark and he comes over and she feels this connection yeah. to him and so they it's God. very heat of the how, moment. How could you ever be with this man and then also close to your sister? You couldn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, you no. couldn't. Oh my god. So no. she's ruining mm-hmm. she can either quit with Who- Dean. And have a relationship with her sister. Because if you come to the end of this and Mandy somehow is still her friend Mm-mm. on any level. We'll see. Stupid ass. So uh, so she says that. And this is like this. Uh, this is a part of the book where we're in Dean's point of view. So she sends Dean away. Dean's like, okay, I respect that. He gets a call from Cora and she's like being really weird. He goes over there. She attempted to Kermit's sewer slide. She is not getting the help she needs. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So she attempted to Kermit. Basically, like, okay, so then there's like another 20 pages that are in Cora's point of view explaining it. Basically, Mandy found out that they were that they had slept together because Cora told her. Okay. And Cora thought to herself, let me make this about me. Yeah. Which we're not saying that about suicides overall. Absolutely not. We're only talking about this instance. No, like if you read this, you'd be like, oh, she just wants to make this about her. Right, I can't live with myself because of what I've mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mandy's never going to forgive me. But somehow Mandy's going to be totally fine that I off myself. Like that this wouldn't hurt her exponentially more. Exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to make Mandy feel so bad for being mad at me. Because now not only like was she mad at me before I died. Right. That's where we leave it. So she like wakes up in the hospital after some time being she okay like I don't want to get too graphic but um she like took a bunch of sleeping pills okay and like you know just tried to 
OD. So she um is like she's in kind of like a coma for a couple of days. Like uh, I'm sure it's medically induced. She wakes she wakes up and her parents are in the room and her parents are like, "You know what? We don't understand it, but it's fine." Like we get it. And like Mandy's really mad at you. And they're like, "But Dean's here." waiting for you like fucking edward get out of here please oh so he's waiting for her to wake up and when when she wakes up he's like i love you no dude come on bro come on it's not the time or the place here right not the time the room the medical room please oh my god and so after this they continue this super toxic like i love you but i can't be with you Uh, dean comes over and is like i love you and cora's like i love you too but i can't be with you cora calls him to come over he comes over and she's like i need you i love you but i can't be with you you have to leave I can't be mad at this, though, because, like, I can't say I wouldn't do the same. And Dean continues to let it happen. Dean continues to show up, continues to answer her text messages, continues to answer the phone. So it takes two to tango. Because what does Dean, what has Dean showed us about himself? He does not take no as an answer. He does Mm. not hear her talking and go, Mm. I'm taking you at your word. Mm-hmm. You don't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. You, no, he goes, that's not what you really want. Mm-hmm. That's not what you really want, girl. Let me tell you what you really want is me. Yep. No, and they're bitch. always like, we can't do this anymore. And then one of them gets lonely. Well, I mean, that's that's pretty like realistic, to be fair. Yeah, but... Uh, but go anyway. to therapy, y'all. Go to therapy. Right. This last time, though, Cora had the nerve... The gall, the audacity to say to this man, guess, guess what she said to this man that made Dean be like, this is the last time while they're having sex. She said, I love you. Nope. No. (laughs) She said, I love you. And he was like, it's over. (laughs) Try try again. Try. Um, let me give some more context. Yeah. What does she say that makes Dean realize, oh, this is fucked up. She's fucked up. Does she ask him to do something? Yes. But like guess what that Choke her out? Is? No. Bind her? She says to this man, tie me up. Nope. Nope. And he's like, actually? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Too Whoa. much. You've gone hey. too far. Oh, pause. Could never be me because I'm not a weirdo. So he's like, hang on a minute. Well, I don't know about all this. So and like this happens 50 pages before the end of the book. Authors love this third act breakup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it very quickly finishes. After this moment, Dean realizes, ooh, she's fucked up. Dean moves away to give Cora space to heal, okay? Good riddance to bad rubbish. 
the trash, the trash took itself, took itself out. out. No! Period. Yeah. Period. Oh my god. Okay. She's pissed. But this man has a point. Like I hate to give this man points, but he has a point. Mm-hmm. You gotta get out of here, or it else she will never there, leave though. you alone. It took him far too long to get here. Mm-hmm. So um, listen, we're not giving this man too much praise, though. He did one right thing. Right. He did one right, right. thing. He did the thing that he should have done. He finally like way, did way the back. right thing, right. and he did not have to move away to do that. No, also true. He, he could have been a man. Blog my number. He could have been an actual man and did the right, right. thing. And locked his door. Yeah. Listen, he Let's doesn't get about- points. He gets an honorable mention. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Let's talk is. about masculinity. You get a ribbon for participating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are mm-hmm. ridiculous. Thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's about it. Eight months later, Dean comes back into town to visit Mandy's new boyfriend, who's his best friend. So not only does mandy's sister get with her boyfriend but she then decides let me get with my ex's best friend clearly this worked out the last time right this, this is, such a is great the most like w- are there only 300 people in this town <laughs> i mean are we that of one all the people in the world like there's so many there's so right. many and you right. decide no 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 let's start another trauma bond actually yeah yeah Where's Earl? Right. Well, dead. Well, my man's is dead. Um, oh wait. So he. So Dean has actually done two good things. Killed. <laughs> killed the uh, serial rapist. Yeah. And also well, left. Too little. Too late. Though. A little. Too, both, yeah. Both yeah. T- listen again. He does honorable movie. mention. He gets. Yeah. Um. He gets right. Honorable <laughs> discharge. We'll okay. say that. Like <laughs> it's not. It's like thank you so much. Goodbye. You are. You can't be here anymore. Absolutely. Goodbye. Did we have to use the word discharge? I know. After it left my mouth, I was like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. That was not pleasant. You know what's the honorable discharge? The fact that he came every time they made sex in the basement. (laughs) That's no, that's dishonorable discharge. (laughs) Nobody needed that to happen. (laughs) That didn't have, that's what gets to me. That did not have to happen. That did not have to happen. So, for them to be trauma bonded. They right, could have fallen right, in love without right, that. Right. He could have just taken care of her. Mm-hmm. And listen, if simply exactly. been there for her. Mm-hmm. Like that's exactly. all he, he didn't. Mm. And this book would not have had to be this terrible. Yeah. So uh eight months later, he comes back to visit Mandy's new boyfriend. He goes to uh, a coffee shop. Cora's there. Cora's like, hey, we should go to dinner. They go to dinner and they fucking fuck after dinner. They had a nice steak dinner and then he took her home. (laughs) And steaks her too. Damn. I'm sick of it. Rare. And it wasn't even well done. Oh, shit. So, listen... They fuck. And then it's not even in the fucking epilogue. The author takes the last two chapters and takes it upon herself to make them get engaged, married, have two kids, and go on a fucking beach trip. I'm sick of this shit. Listen to me. A beach trip? You cannot. You cannot. 
fit all of this shit into a 300 page book and make me read it and be like, this is the next great American novel. This really made some good points about it's trauma even- and complex PTSD and folks who have gone through sexual assault and people who bond after trauma. This really said something. This really spoke to me. You're never going to get that out of me. No. This wasn't even a good romance. No. Like, like, it wasn't thing. good at all. It's, it's like right. I really I really wanted to like this book because I like the author's other books. But when you make this the premise of a book, I don't care how good your writing is. I'm probably not going to appreciate that you made this the plot. Mm-hmm. No. No. There's re- you your book has to be exceptionally well done with lots of research yeah. from people who have experienced this and not just even if it's your own personal experience that you're going off of that can't be the only thing that no. you go off of when you're writing about something like this. No. Yeah. You know, the kind of like toxic relationship they have is what I would expect from like a dark romance. That just continual, like, just traumatic experience, and it's it's you know they're when closer forward what... or what? Like that's generally. I don't feel is. I mean, I don't feel like this is a dark romance, so it doesn't seem. I think it depends on like the general definition of dark romance. Like to me, dark romance means that it covers dark topics. Mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, to I... someone else, dark romance could mean it's it's. A more serious yeah 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 maybe so like so, maybe so well it, what's the is it considered that it says romance on the back but when i did get it from blind date with a book i chose dark romance oh okay okay so, so it's, it's i like again i feel like the definition of dark romance is subjective in a way yeah so Depen- depending I mean, on how desensitized you are right which i guess for us. so i guess if, right i definitely i felt like the other parts of the book like with the family and the sister and stuff like that it 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 seemed a little more like a dark thing happening to an mm. everyday person mm. and so in dark romance it's all everything's fucked up like oh everything yeah to, okay, like, okay inside outside of the relationship everything's really weird everything's really stressed and traumatic and all that yeah stuff. and so the that's family why piece like, felt really normal yeah right exactly like just what's crazy though is that mandy at the end like i'm still mad at you but like i can't really be mad at you oh i can and yeah, it's like i, I can and i will yeah i yeah i don't care how close i am to my sister that's the sort of thing that like i will no longer be close to you yeah like, like yeah not even, i don't have like, to actively i can't be friends you. with you anymore it's like i in good faith cannot be around you right i in good faith cannot trust you mm-hmm. right like, like it's, it's so many levels of like not problematic okay. right yeah. and it turns out like dean liked cora first when they like moved to town and started going to the same school so like that's fucking weird oh so he's like always had a thing for dean and like oh so you're telling me you had a thing for my fiance the whole time like that you were just and then their parents are like you know mandy's mad at you and she has a right to be but also like we can't be mad at you you know like it's we love dean he's like always been around our family no dude 
No. Like, if you're being mm-hmm. fucking weird, you're being weird. Yeah. So, like, altogether, I would recommend this author's other book instead of reading this book. Okay. How many like, authors? Uh, I f- oh God, it's so hard. Like, that was something that I was thinking about when I finished this book, and I was like, can I even say that this book is spicy in that way yeah you know but like if we were going to talk about you know what i'll put it in terms of the last sex scene which is the most normal one where they've had time apart they've had time to heal somewhat um that that one scene I would give like two peppers. Like it's nothing mm-hmm. crazy. I yeah. really liked the other book scenes, which I wanted to talk about in, I think my plot by the pumpkin King episode, but it ended up like we were actually able to talk about it. Cause that book was really short, but I digress. Lotus has some really good spicy scenes that I was like, Air tech. you know? Yeah. Like if you like the slow burn, like I do. They like make out a little bit and then somebody walks in the room and they have to stop making out or like, you know, he's got his hands down her pants and he's like, "Mm, I shouldn't be doing this. But like he's he's thinking about it. That book that you'll like. Yeah. This book I can in good faith recommend. But that book, I would say, is like a more three pepper situation because I feel comfortable rating the sex scenes as actual sensual fully consensual sex this book like i gotta give it i gotta give it a two and like i'm taking away peppers because the other sex scenes are gonna make you not want to read the later ones (laughs) yeah yeah because it's like like you're reading this and it's just like oh this seems like i feel like i shouldn't be reading this yeah like encroaching on someone's like it it feels like it's you know what? I'll put this label on it. It feels like secondhand embarrassment. It feels like I shouldn't be here. You know what? You know what that reminds me of? Like, I couldn't, I can't watch shows about teenagers and all the like the crazy stuff like Euphoria. Mm. I can't watch that as an almost 40 year old person. Right. And be entertained. Like, that's because it feels weird. like, like I'm watching like, kids ooh. have sex. Like, yeah. Like, I'm benefiting from someone's yeah. downfall. Yeah, it's weird that that's entertaining to me, or not to yeah. me, but to people. Not yucking anyone's yum. Like Euphoria, if you like a level Z- Zendaya, like to be. Fair. Yeah, I feel like if I were to but watch I that show, I would really have to put it in the terms of like, ooh, these are adults to enjoy it. You know, there's yeah. a show. There's a show on. Um, oh, it's the one that Michael C. Hall was in. Um, like one of the first ones after Dexter. And uh, he's like this British guy that and oh, there's yeah. like teenagers involved. And it's just like, it's so hmm, weird. I feel like I shouldn't, I feel like You're I shouldn't like, this. I shouldn't be watching teenagers die or like 13 yeah. reasons why. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Don't even get me fucking I can't started. Relate. And Saltburn, I can, I can handle Saltburn because they're like college students. And it's just but so it's still kind of like, y'all are kids. Yeah. And it's, and it's so like it's different when it's so far-fetched like mm-hmm. like Saulburn is kind of like really Saulburn is like you're psychotic yeah like you this don't is you're like, not meant you're to just... like this person right. like you're just sort of in it to see how far that crazy takes him 
But yeah. like when you're trying to make characters do crazy, inappropriate things and then make them likable, like I'm supposed to want these two people mm-hmm. together. Like mm-hmm. that's a hard pass. Like no I'm thing. quite literally rooting for their downfall. Yeah. If this book had ended when Dean said we need time apart, I would have been like, okay, this book has a purpose. This book has a meaning. This book has a message that it's trying to pass on. The epilogue is that she moved away and like she became, you know, well grounded. If the epilogue is that six years later they meet back up and they're like, hey, how's it going? I hope you're well. That's not even a gestational period for a baby. Exactly. So, um, you know, I, I guess that's, I guess that's it. Again, I really wanted to like this book. Um, I, I can't even say it was well-written. Like it's readable, but I can't say like Lotus was so well-written. Yeah. This is sloppy. This is, yeah. Which I wonder if she wrote this before Lotus or after. Let me look it up. Google. Yeah, because I mean, my God, dude. I'm just I'm tired. I'm I'm really just exhausted at this point. And okay, wait, let's see. Still Beating was published 2021. Lotus was published 2020. No, I'm sorry. Still Beating was published 2020. Lotus was published 2021. Hmm. So Lotus she was published after growth as a writer. Right. What's really scary is Still Beating has a higher rating on Goodreads than Lotus. Don't what even get me started. With people? Do not get me started on people. Period. People. Do better. Oh yeah. God. So she does have some other books, which I may have to read outside of the podcast. But um, like for a world that's so hypersensitive about things, romance, the romance genre thing stands so far outside of it Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. like we are willing to be like let's take Mm -hmm. actual rape and try to make it romance and that to me is so wild i'm gonna say something you can't be against gun violence and read haunting adeline nope and rate it over two stars you You can't you can't be for or you can't be against women's sexual assault and read these books and get off on it. That is so weird to me. I mean, that's weird to me. And I'm talking about these ones, these ones and like it's the an cowboy interesting romance. like juxtaposition and like foil of each other, right? Yeah. Like I think that people like in in theory, I think that people shouldn't be able to purchase guns that are automatic but you shove a gun up my pussy i'm in huh yeah, it's, so a, it's weird it's so the I'm thing so about attracted it, to that it's people who like like this stuff like really get into and approve of these sort of like clumsy inappropriate storylines that are like make me feel like they're watching snuff films Ooh. you know what i mean like what are what has hurt you so badly that you need to watch or read about somebody getting literally assaulted 
and still find it romantic and exciting. They're addicted I don't to understand the drama. It. Like there's something so. there's something that's so and like there, it's it's this impersonal piece, right? Like it's not yeah, happening to, to me. It's never happened to me. So I can see it in the way that the author is trying to tell it and spin it to me to make it seem like it's okay. You're disconnected yeah. from it in that right. And I like I I find it so sh- interesting and strange that you know, as a person who's fortunate enough to have not experienced sexual assault, I still think this stuff is like, we maybe shouldn't be saying this. I think when we talk about, we talk about sexual assault and maybe the way that we respond to it later in romance and relationship, the focus of the book shouldn't be the romance and the relationship. It should be the restoration of the person emotionally going through it. That should be the focus. Everything and else. There can are be some books here. out there that like do it are well about that and do yeah. it really well. Like there are some books I read last year that covered that and they weren't they weren't romance novels, which I think is the thing. Like, right. you're not marketing this to me as, you know, this is smutty and romantic. You're going to get, you're going to get, like, your tingles jollies your from ovaries. It. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see a world where we're writing about sexual assault and romance in the same book. Right. Like I and I don't I don't say that to say that people who have been sexually assaulted can't find love or can't feel romantic feelings or can't have a relationship with someone. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. I just feel like authors are using this. It's exploitation from. Yes, it's exploitation. That's what it is. I want to get famous. I know people are into weird things. So I'm going to write two characters who have gone through something terrible, like sexual assault and rape and make it somehow sexy. It's the shock factor. Right. It's it's just like making it God, don't even get me started on comedians, but I'll I'll get into it oh, a little no. bit. It's like comedians using awful, awful things to make a joke that's not even fucking funny. Yeah. Like you're just using it for the shock factor to get people's attention and perk their ears up. And they're laughing because they're supposed to laugh, right? It's it's yeah, joke. it's shocking. It's they're not funny, laughing, right? Well, they're not also people don't sometimes laugh because of the shock not because it's actually Mm -hmm. funny because it's Mm -hmm. like wow you really said that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but so you know um yeah here we are at the end of another episode where we're ranting this podcast sometimes is just a space for me to pontificate dude for all of us (laughs) And uh, psychoanalyze things, just like yeah. my therapy appointments, you know? It's really yeah, just a space for me to get in front of someone and uh, pontificate. Yeah. Sometimes. Other times I, like, actually use my time wisely. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, go to therapy. Don't read this book. Don't read this book. Read Lotus. And have a great day. See you next week. <laughs> See you next week. I found mm-hmm. oh I found a book called Her Dragon Daddy. Oh no. Oh, oh yeah. God, oh, you know that's yeah. happening. Two dicks. Two oh, I hope so. And I'm calling it. I'm calling it. You read that book and you let us know because And we're think. still on the hunt for a historical romance where a woman <laughs> sucks a man's pee-pee. 
It's I'm I'm gonna find it. It may not be this next one. I haven't finished it. No, listen, like we're gonna need updates on like even if you don't review a historical romance for the pod, like you should update us at the end of episodes. Like I haven't found it yet, and I've read. I haven't found it yet. Yeah, I haven't found it. We're at seven books, and I haven't seen (laughs) one pee pee sucked yet. Yeah, but listen, we're gonna get there because it doesn't exist. Finding it, I'm gonna go on TikTok. And actually, like, put no, my I want this to up. be organic. I want you to have to find the book. <laughs> I'm like adding rules Whatever to it. Ever like... means necessary. Necessary. Yeah, listen. I'll find it. Listen, I'll find it. I know I that there were women in the 1600s that were sucking peepees, but I don't think anybody is writing about them. Okay, well, so we have to be clear that it's got to be a Regency romance because that that's what you're talking about. Historical romance can be anywhere like that's 30 true. years before us. Mm-hmm. So it could be in the 1960s. But you're talking about Regency romances. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. That okay, maybe that, I misunderstood. Uh, no, I'm and definitely And have the man's like, pee-pee sucked. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Peeing in the mouth. No, like, like eating not, pussy you know. is not sucking pee-pee yeah in that like because you could yeah, i could say sucking pee-pee and it'd be like we're sucking a woman's pee-pee all right guys all right oh my god what like that? what who would think that now you suck a clit yeah yeah you, but like like that. like in theory the, the pee-pee is the whole thing anyway i think no i i don't agree, <laughs> I don't agree no i'm that. saying like we we we're okay well what a we'll great fun it. conversation we've had. <laughs> yeah. So we're anyway, gonna find it. We're gonna, gonna find it. it. If it's the it's last thing we do. Yeah. <laughs> if we have to write it, we will. Yeah. <laughs> write it ourselves. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be a wild ride. Anyway. Well, all right, folks. Have a great rest of your day. And we'll and see we y'all. We'll see you next time. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Farewell.